You are listening to Echoes with Thoughts, a podcast that will keep you informed and will keep you on the edge of your seat. Now sit back, open up a can of pop or some water, as Sosalyn, your host, goes behind the mic and talks about life in general. Remember to keep it saucy. Well, hello and welcome back to Echoes with Sauce. It is January 13th, I want to say, or I don't know what day it is. I'm guessing it is. Yes, it is Saturday, uh, January 13th, and I hope you guys are having an awesome day, and I'm excited. So first of all, before we start off, I want to say uh, congratulations to the Miami uh, Chiefs, or not Miami Chiefs, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, that wasn't enough game. Um, you knew the Chiefs were going to go win that game because Miami Dolphins, they suck as a team. But that's for another episode. So because of the cold favored in uh, Kansas City Chiefs term and Miami is not good as they say they are. So either way. But besides bashing the, the wildcard game, well, sit back. And I'm so excited because... Pardon me, we're going to, there we go, open up a can of pulp, or if you have some water. How exciting is that we get to come back, and I've actually been very excited for this series, okay? We're back in figuring out of who D.D. Blanchard is, and that is Gypsy Rose. So if you missed part one of yesterday's episode, you do not want to miss that. Go back to yesterday's episode. And figure out part one, and we did a deeper dive. And because we're taking a deeper look of Gypsy Rose and how she became famous and what happened to her. But before we need to figure out who Gypsy Rose is, we need to figure out how that murder happened. And we need to also take a deeper dive in what all transpired. That's all we need to look at. And so, and where we all have to go is figuring out the course of the problem, which is Dee Dee, her mom. Now, Dee Dee Blanchard, known as Cataline, I can see why people call her Dee Dee, because Cataline is a a unique name, and I can see it's a very not your typical name. So yesterday, in part one, we took a deeper dive of figuring out that she supposedly killed her mom, and how she almost killed her stepmom, supposedly, but she... She went to jail many times, and she went to jail for uh, before they moved somewhere uh, because she put weed killer and Roundup supposedly in a meal, and um, and how she became a control freak. She took out Gypsy Rose out of school, and she started homeschooling. But AKA, she wanted to control, and she wanted to make sure dumb down uh, Gypsy Rose into thinking that she's unintelligent. And Gypsy Rose during the early years. Learned from the Harry Potter series, and I'm surprised her mom even allowed her to read their Harry Potter series. Now, I've never read the Harry Potter series, so I have no idea how complex that story is. But all I know is a lot of people learned how to read, and powerful. the books are absolutely tremendous. I suggest anyone to start reading a book because you learn a lot of things, or even podcasts. Now, I'm not saying to shout out to my own podcast, but... More than welcome to follow and subscribe to my podcast on anywhere you hear listens to podcasts and stuff. So this is a quick shout out, okay? But 
we're going to dive right on in because I want to get there's so much information. Potentially, there could be a part three. Depends how far we get. So yesterday, okay, we found out what muscular. Um, what happened was this is how Gypsy Rose found it to be in a wheelchair. Okay, was her. She ended up getting in a motorcycle accident with her grandfather, a.k.a. Didi's dad. And then she got like a, a tiny scrape. She went to the hospital. Then she got outside the wheelchair. But Didi, but Didi somehow was like, well, my daughter is in a wheelchair. Oh, my gosh. What's going to happen? Like a paranoid mom, she went and supposedly got a wheelchair. And now that's where majority of the pictures is that she's in a wheelchair. But overall, she never, ever had muscular dystrophy, muscular, um, this, uh, holy cow, I can't, that word, I said it perfectly yesterday, dystrophy, that is where, um, that is where your muscles get weak because you're not doing enough, ex you're not doing enough exercise and you're just sitting in the chair a lot. It happens and it requires a lot of physical therapy and all these things. Now, here's where I also think where the seizures came in and I think we can, we can come to a conclusion and I have done a due diligence after the episode. I've done a little bit deeper dive. So I'm not a doctor, but according to many symptoms and according to many signs, what caused Gypsy Rose to have many seizures and many things, um, many illnesses that had no answers, that she supposedly had many illnesses and uh, she had many surgeries and stuff, was FND. Now, what FND is a functional neurological disorder. Now, it is a new term, of course. It's becoming a trend. It's not a, it's not a trend. It's become more spontaneous, especially in Canada. If you're in, uh, not Canada, but in England, it's more of a, it, it just happens. Your body shuts down if you're in a toxic situation. Um, if you're in a toxic situation like my ex-girlfriend, I'm surprised I did not have FND being in the last relationship because my last relationship, I've never had a relationship. Okay, that's a bad thing to say. But but the last person I was talking to, I'm surprised I didn't get FND from that because it ended up being a toxic time talking, and I'm glad I distanced myself away. So that's where we're going to end it. But either way, she supposedly this is what I can can conclude to, and I've read research and I've read documentation, and I've spoken to doctors as well. So a power of 24 hours does wonders and the people that you know once you do podcasting also does wonders many doctors can speculate not affirm but many doctors say that she had fnd which uh, during that time which again is functional neurological disorder and long story short if you are again in a very unhealthy stressful situation like she was and if you're malnourished your body tends to be in a flight or flight situation so instead of fighting your body just shuts down and so and tells if i can shut myself down i can hopefully be in a in a different situation aka the hospital room where i can open up to somebody and say hey this is what's going on i need help it's your body of pleading for help besides the situation you're in aka uh, gypsy rose she had supposedly had that and but the control freak that her mom was in, she thought it was health issues and this will cause her to get seizures. And even after the, all the tests that was done that uh, Dee Dee spent, um, somehow 
never was concluded. It ended up being no answers. And the doctor said, you, your daughter is completely healthy. She is nothing else wrong with her. But Dee Dee, apparently she had some weird stuff and she didn't believe the doctors and she didn't believe the medicines and either way. But the seizures was not a, it, the seizures apparently did not help uh gypsy rose but I helped her mom and saying hey this one my daughter has please help me so she ended up living off assistance of the backs of the taxpayers in louisiana but after she goes and um supposedly attempts murders to her stepmother she then uh moves out outside of new orleans and now here's where things start arising so she was gypsy rose was ended up prescribing anti-seizure medication and many surgeries were also performed during that time and that's what caused her mom to then kind of fabricate saying my daughter has cancer which is a horrendous thing to do now that's the low of the low of your parents saying that you have cancer anyway you don't and so but somehow she shaved her head she forcibly shaved her head suppose many times and it was truly a disgusting thing but several surgeries were performed on on gypsy rose but this time dd regularly took gypsy rose to the er more and more frequently and that but ended up being two different hospitals now here is what happens now this is kind of a plot twist okay after Hurricane Katrina devastated the area in August of 2005, the pair left their ruined apartment for a shelter in Covington set up for people with special needs. So now the plot twists to saying, well, my daughter is battling ailments to my daughter is got special needs. And that is really horrible. And D.D. said Gypsy Rose's medical records, including her birth certificate. And this is where was this is where in the documentary, if you watch it on Lifetime TV, you're going to you're going to hear how they couldn't find Gypsy Rose hypothetically couldn't find her birth certificate. Because her mom said that it was ruined in the flood or destroyed in the flood. And therefore, I wouldn't in this cause um dd to go in and get a new birth certificate to change the original age of gypsy rose to a younger person because remember she was 10 at the time but then she was younger and she would subtract years but now this prompted a a kind of an incentive for her well okay well my hurricane katrina hit perfect well okay so now instead of people catching out of my lies I can say my daughter has gotten this, my, the birth certificate's lost, so let's make a new one. And she did make a new one, actually. So a doctor from the Orzex suggested they relocate to her native Missouri. And the next months, they were airlifted there. And that is no cheap operation. At first, Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose lived in a rented home in Awara, Missouri, in southwestern Missouri. And during their time there, Gypsy Rose was honored by Ole Foundation with advocates for the rights of, of feeding tube recipients 
as its 2007 Child of the Year. Holy cow. A feeding tube to your daughter? Like, why would you, like, a feeding tube, like, the 2007, that's a really sad award to get. I'm not going to lie. It is truly a very, very sad award to get. And I truly never want somebody to go on a feeding tube. For Gypsy Rose to, if imagine if I were Gypsy Rose, okay, and I was going through that. Going through putting a feeding tube is no, it's not fun for anybody. Especially even if your family is watching you. A, a, a family that's actually got some common sense in there. It's really not a fun thing to have your child go through. But according to Dee Dee, she was all for it. She was happy. She couldn't get happier enough because she knew that people were going to, she knew that she was, thousands of people were buying her sob story. And this caused them to live in a free house that was donated by Habitat for Humanity. I'm sorry, I'm getting very excited because I'm drinking water. Um, and in two, that was they were given a house in 2008, and it was a brand new house. It was paid off, so they didn't have to, they didn't have to do that. And so, <clears throat> what happened? And this was outside of Springfield, Missouri, which is the capital of Missouri. And then so, what happened is that this Habitat for Humanity it was built with a wheelchair and a hot tub, which doesn't make sense, but. It was a bigger project than the two moved there. So the story of a single mother and a severely disabled daughter forced to flee Katrina's devastation received considerable local media attention and community often pitched in to help the woman who now went by Claudina uh, Blanchard and whom they knew as Dee Dee. And that's where the name comes in as Dee Dee. And the whole thing is that the outpouring of support included um, included many charitable contributions. In Louisiana, mother and daughter had to most um, avail themselves of occasion or of occasional stays in Ronald McDonald houses. During their medical appointments in Missouri, they received free flights to see doctors at Children's Mercies hospital in Kansas City, free cheer, free trips to Walt Disney World, and backstage passes to Miranda Lambert's concerts, where she frequently was photographed with Lambert, via the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And even Rod Blanchard also continued to make monthly child support, child support payments of $1,200, as well as sending Gypsy Rose gifts and occasionally talking to her on the phone during one call on her 18th birthday. And, and he recalls Dee Dee telling him not to mention her daughter's real age since she thinks she was 14. That's a four-year difference. Now, if I were Rod Blanchard, I would tell the media, and this is where it kind of is who we on Rod or Rob, not Rod, but Rob. Why would you go to the media and speak out and say, hey, no, what my ex-wife is doing is horrible. Like, somebody help my daughter. She is suffering. She's getting the ultimate abuse. 
I mean, anyway, a lot of people don't really understand what a make a wish or a really is, or not only that make a wish, but many of these free flights. And it's like Dee Dee was enjoying the perk. She was living her high life while telling, uh, telling her own daughter, saying, "No, you're not actually eighteen. You're fourteen. No, you're actually a child still. And no, you can't walk. And no, you can't do all these things because I'm in charge and you're not." She was supposedly a control freak and she was and so the a lot of question is a lot of people don't under a lot of no, do not know of how much money actually dd accumulated in all these charitable things in free food and i'm sure that research has done and i've done a lot of research on it she probably during that time until she was murdered she was on the brink of being millionaires all off of this sob, supposedly sob story. Now, when you dumb down your child, and she did dumb down her child by not educating her, not doing very many things, but besides saying, oh, no, you're on a feeding tube, you are disabled, you have cancer, you have all these horrible, horrific things and your special needs, don't forget. You don't know better. I'm in charge. I'm your mom because I love you and I know best. That is a truly sick and demented thing. So Rod and his second wife hopped or hoped to get to Springfield and visit, but if for a variety of reasons, Dee Dee changed plans. She told neighbors in Springfield that Gypsy Rose's father was an abusive drug addict and alcoholic who, who had never come to terms with his daughter's health issues and never sent them any money. But sending $1,200 a month in child support payment, I looked, I did some uh, math on it, okay? So $1,200 on child support payment is quite a bit. So you look at, yeah, that's $14,400 a year. Now you times that by, if they divorce at 18 months, you div you times that by 18 years. So we're going to, so Rod, okay, in the staggering of 18 years, minus about 14,000, he gave over $245,000 tax-free to, let's see, his daughter. I would be upset, actually. I would be upset, and of course I want to see my daughter if I'm spending $240,000 on child support and all that. So you have Dee Dee saying, no, my husband's, my ex-husband is weird, and he's all a drug addict, and he's doing this, and they never sent money and stuff, but the bank records show different. And you knew that he was, and you knew Dee Dee was getting money. And you knew that she was giving, and another thing is, is that you knew that Dee Dee was purposely malnourishing her daughter. That is a disgusting part. And so the interesting part was, is that when the reason why Gypsy Rose was so thin and the reason why she kept thin over the years 
and she kept thin into um she was thin over the years and she was like small at her age and being five foot is not that tall it's because gypsy her mom forced her on a liquid diet through that feeding tube and even then it was supposedly a pediasure and that's what she was on and she even controlled that how truly disgusting is that as a mom how truly is it sad to watch your daughter and if i were her dad saying wow for over some almost a decade my daughter was given pediasure that's not nutritious number one that doesn't you don't you get the bare minimum uh, nutrients and you can't really live on that so she was you can say that her mom was slowly killing her and i could see when she actually started eat, reading any real food i could see how she needed to go to the hospital because her body wasn't acclimated to it so somehow um somehow it was interesting because this other thing came in where she said that oh yeah she can't breathe very much so now this thing is that after she was malnourished and she was at five foot now you can't breathe very well so now now more people say oh that's so sad to see so now you see a lot of photos of dd and her daughter with an oxygen mask or oxygen thing and and it was like really disgusting and so um and it, this gets me really ticked. DD regular shaved gypsy, and we talked about that. I mentioned that how she typically shaved her daughter's hair to mimic the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient, allegedly telling her daughter that since her medication would eventually cause her hair to fall out, it was best to shave it in advance. And Gypsy often wore wigs or hats to cover her baldness. And when they left the house, Dee Dee often took an oxygen tank and feeding tube with them. Can I tell you how disgusting that is? Truly, how egregious this is of Dee Dee to do that. No, no, you know what? you're going to have cancer and that's it while she never you really if i were cancer i never gone through cancer i just want to tell you that i never lost my hair uh due to an illness and i definitely can tell you telling people this is the thing that gets me really part of my language really pissed is that you tell people that your daughter you tell the daughter that you supposedly love you have cancer and to mimic chemotherapy you tell that to the community you tell that the community in springfield to find out you well we're gonna i think we're gonna do a part three to find out years later that you never had that you never had ailments there's a a lot of people don't understand but chemotherapy you lose your hair when you do chemotherapy and um it sucks a lot of people i never wish this upon anybody 
And this is where I find it to be egregious for Dee Dee Blanchard to put your daughter through this kind of emotional abuse and physical abuse. Well, we're going to put you a feeding tube. Anyway, you're a normal 18 year old girl, we're going to, or 17 or 16, you're not going to grow up with teenagers. You're not going to grow up with friends. You're not going to have anybody. I'm your only sole provider, caretaker. You're not going to have anybody at the house. I'm the only person you have to talk to, and that's it. How does it just blows my mind? And more and more time, more and more, I've done research, and even after this episode, I, before we get to part three, I'm going to do, I'm going to do more research on it. But this whole chemotherapy, pretending that you are a cancer patient. Is just sickening to my stomach. I'm actually, I'm actually so fired up and so sickened. I'm actually feeling a little bit. My stomach is actually churning because it's so disgraceful and so disgusting. You know, if Didi was alive, okay, and this all came out, I would tell Didi if she was here. I hope there's no kids in the room. I first of all give her the middle finger. And say, how dare you put your daughter through this emotional abuse? And 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 part of my language, but fuck you for saying that you have your daughter has cancer. And anyway, she never even experienced what chemotherapy is. A lot of people don't understand what the medicine actually goes through. A lot of people don't understand that once you have chemotherapy, it just kills your whole immune system. It just shreds everything. A lot of people don't understand the lethalness of chemotherapy. So she doesn't have that. And another thing is I would tell her is, how dare you? It's just, I'm just, it's so sad to have anyone to go through that and and then to lie to the public say oh well my daughter she's been battling cancer anyway she doesn't have well she's been battling cancer i wonder what her mindset was so does she even have a soul the reason why i'm like honing in on this is because a lot of eyes this is where the turning point started to happen this is where the turning point started to happen where a lot of questions were starting to arise. Because for typically, if you are in chemotherapy for a huge, extensive amount, and people were, and they had so much media publicity, the media was starting to look in. So typically, it's so easy for the doctor to say, oh yeah, this person, they have chemotherapy treatments and all this. It's very easy through the public uh, through the the release act. It's so easy to have that. But then when she was questioned on it, she started changing her story. And this is just, just, just appalling. And so we're going to get to, I know this is a, this is a case. Once again, I've been following and we're going to get to part three tomorrow because I'm just, what she did of uh, pretending to shave somebody's head and how she had to wear wigs, what Gypsy had to go through, I just can't imagine. 
because you you you're by a mom that supposedly loves you and this is a really sad part is that you you expect your mom wants like the best from your mom but instead you get a mom that's abusive and lies to your face and puts you through emotional abuse and tells you no i'm going to shave your head I'm in charge. I'm controlling you. You don't talk to anybody that you don't actually have cancer. And it just, it's just, again, egregious. I mean, this episode is not, this is an episode for not for kids. I just want to tell you that. And so with this in mind, I think before my blood boils even more, because tomorrow we're going to get to more soft topic. We're going to get to more of a, are you flipping serious kind of a thing? Uh, a flipping serious thing we're going to get to tomorrow. Um, Dee Dee Rose or Dee Dee Blanchin, she truly was, I would say she was satanic. Um, and I'm glad that, I hate to say it, but I never wish this upon anybody. I'm glad that she's not with us. Because no one should go through this, especially your own kids should not go through this kind of abuse. So I hope you guys have an awesome day. And tune back in for tomorrow as we find out continuation of diving into who is Dee Dee Blanchard. Remember to keep it saucy. Bye. Don't